Hello and welcome to episode two of the OHL Network podcast. I am your host, Sam Hasek, and today I'm very pleased to be joined by the network's beat writer for the Kingston Fratnax, Marcus Budalier. Marcus, how are you today? Excellent, Sam. Just got back from practice there, so uh, you know, hopefully for some uh, looking for some wins this weekend in Kingston. Awesome, and we'll get right into things here with the Frontenacs. Tough weekend as the team went 0-3. Uh, what were your thoughts on the team, and how do you think things uh, went last weekend? Well, I mean, obviously, much like most of the season this year in Kingston, uh, you know, the two points at the end of the night, which is what most is important, uh, it hasn't been very easy for them to come by, but uh, you know they've they've been playing very well in in terms of uh, in terms of their their structure and what they want to work on. So that you know as we progress through the season, when some of the younger players, you know, start uh, start making a little maybe a little less mistakes, if I if I word it as less negative as I can. But once those mistakes start to get less, and as long as they focus on their structure and keep keep progressing, then then I think the uh, the wins will come. But uh, you know, one of the uh, keys last week, earlier in the in the uh, season, they had some issues uh, just regarding their penalty kill. So uh, going into uh, especially London last week, who has the top power play in the league, Kingston uh, went nine for eleven uh, on their penalty kill over the weekend, and only took I think average of six minutes of penalties, which was half of what they had been taking going into that weekend. So obviously that's a positive for them coming out of the weekend, in which they you know obviously the three losses is something they don't want to see. Yeah, for sure, and. Uh... We'll stick with some players on the team here, get right into the uh, rookies that the Frontenacs uh, have this year, and I'll just get your thoughts on each of these guys. Uh, at Ford, Francisco O'Curry, Shane Wright, Vitaly Pinchak, and Maddox Callens. And on the back end, Braden Hache and Ethan Ritchie. So just uh, get into those guys and uh, what you think of them. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so obviously uh, Shane's been uh, in his underage year. He's still uh, kind of working his way through the different teams and arenas in the league. So there's certainly going to be some, some uh, speed bumps. But having said all that, I mean, the, uh, the, the, he's the real deal. I don't know what – there's not really a lot I can pick out of his game that, that, that you can. And as a 15-year-old at this point, it, it's, it's actually quite unbelievable. He, uh, you know, he's, he's a six feet, 180 pounds, so he's not getting pushed around. Uh, he did get a big hit the other day in Sarnia against, uh, or sorry, Kelton Hatcher for Sarnia made a big hit against him. And, uh, you know, he shrugged off the hit, but, it, you know, certainly sent a message. Uh, Captain Brahaney, or Bradney came in and there was a pretty good tilt on that one. But, but certainly right is shown he's not getting pushed around, though he's going to have to keep his, keep his eye out because I'm sure, uh, sure other teams will have him as a target. You know, he's got great defensive skills. I, you know, people are seeing highlights or whatnot of some of his goals or, or maybe hearing a lot about his out, or his offense. But, man, he's got some great defense. Uh, some of the steals he's been making this year have led directly to goals and, and assists for him. Um, so something just to keep an eye on. Obviously, with his IQ level, he's, uh, he can think out other players and, and, and maybe, you know, potentially put himself in a position where he can make those steals. But... Talking with with him today at practice, he just uh, he he feels he's just more of a of a of a hard work sort of skill. He doesn't necessarily work on those things, but but he makes great steals uh, almost almost shift shift by shift. And then uh, of course he's uh, you know he's already shown he can uh, he can sort of you know rise to the moment with his uh, first home goal this year was an over overtime winner. 
so, you know, he sort of rises to the moment. Right now he's currently leading the team with nine points. And uh, actually, so he's tied with uh, Frask and Wisdom, tied for his nine points. And I believe he leads rookies in all scoring – or, sorry, in all shots on goal with, like, 37. So, so it's been a good good sort of 12-game start for him here, I would say. Absolutely. And uh, the Frontenacs have uh, announced their big leadership group for the 19-20 season. I'll let you take it away to break down uh, Captain Jacob Rahaney and Assistant Captain Jake Murray and what both those guys bring to the Frontenacs. Yeah, well, obviously, Brandy's being an overager. Um, they're relying a lot, on, a lot on his experience. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's well-liked in the room, greatly respected by the guys. And, uh, you know, obviously, when he stood up for right uh, last weekend, you know, that was shown. But uh, just talking with some of the other players, uh, you know, they, they, they obviously all like his experience, but even more so they like the type of person he is. So, you know, um, playing for each other is a big thing for this team, as, as coaches stressed. And, and I think Captain uh, Jacob Brown, he's sort of leading that charge. He, uh, when he broke into the league, he actually, um, you know, he spent some time in junior A before he got regular time with Kingston Frontenacs. And he spoke a lot about the um, – sort of the speed of the game and some of the size of the players and uh, as a defenseman his gap control ought to be much better so so when you're speaking about guys like uh, Braden Hayes uh, uh, Ronnie's obviously been working with him they play similar roles and so uh, having a, a veteran defenseman as your captain and as your overager is probably is you know certainly going to help the younger players in the team but uh, a, a guy like Braden Hache who's a rookie defenseman um, plays a very similar game actually to Brani, so that's certainly going to help. And as far as Jake Murray's concerned, he's uh, this is his first year with an assistant on his uh, sweater. He's uh, he just got his first point the other night, so the uh, you know the points are coming you know great for him this year. I mean, last year he only had eight or nine, so I'm not too sure what to expect out of him this year. I do expect he's going to get some more power play time now with uh, Billy Constantino gone. So we'll see. He's got he does got some great skills. He can pass. He can shoot. So I do expect the point totals to jump up. Yeah, for sure. And uh, sticking with Shane Wright a little bit here, obviously talk about him a lot being the 15-year-old in the league here, but he was uh, recently named to the Under-17 World Hockey Challenge. Uh, just talk about how you think that will help Shane's game when he gets back and uh, what fans who are going to be watching that can expect from Shane. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, anytime he's, uh, I mean, he's always played, obviously, against uh, greater skilled players above him, not only, you know, age-wise, but in a lot of leagues, he plays uh, because of his, uh, because of his age, so that he wasn't always maybe the best player in the league, it was because, certainly, because he's the youngest player, so, you know, I, I could say maybe this year would be a good example is Quentin Byfield, like, I mean, I don't think too many people would argue right now, today, who's the better, who, who would be the better player if they're going to play for you tonight, I mean, but you got to remember Shane Wright's also th almost three years younger than Byfield. So what's he going to be three years from now is sort of how I'm looking at it. But so I think when he goes to these kinds of events and he's playing against players with that kind of skill level, um, you know, it only is going to help him. I, I think what he, you know, he certainly doesn't need to be, uh, you know, how to say, uh, he doesn't need to pick up any, any sort of moves or any from other players. But I think just playing with those players and having to learn how to deal with some of the defensemen he'll be dealing with and whatnot will certainly help when he comes back to the uh, back to Kingston. So I think he leaves there. I she spoke to him today about it. He leaves on Monday. Uh, and he's actually, I never found out today, uh, Coach Foster's as well making the trip with him. So he'll be part of that tournament as well. 
Um, but uh, yeah, he says it's a huge honor for him to be selected for the for the U17. He says playing against uh, you know the best players at his age group should be a fun tournament. Uh, he's looking forward to playing with uh, Brant Clark and uh, Brandon Othman, obviously uh, former teammates of his and Don Mills. Uh, they'll all be playing for uh, I think it's Team Black. Absolutely, and uh, prior to the games on the weekend, the uh, Frontenacs committed to rookie Ethan Ritchie, who's a defenseman. Uh, what have you seen from, if anything, from Richie so far, and what are your thoughts on the signing and what he brings to the back end for the Frontenacs? Well, the thing with, uh, unfortunately, Richie hasn't been in the lineup yet. Uh, down at practice today, he was actually just getting his uh, his pictures done and whatnot for the uh, the scoreboard display after the guys score goals and everything. So I haven't actually had, uh, had a chance to see him play yet. I know the uh, the uh, the um, coaching staff is fairly, fairly happy with him. That's why they wanted to get him in here and get him going. With the trade of Constantino and, and as I spoke earlier with the rookie defenseman with Braden Hashe in the lineup, um, I think the, having Richie is just going to help him uh, have some depth, depth. I mean, he obviously can play. Um, I think he was playing with Georgetown, I believe, uh, up until up until he signed with Kingston. So so I think things just didn't work out with the, in uh, Erie for him because of the numbers and, and he needed to play here. So I guess uh, we'll likely see him this weekend, I believe. If he's not in Friday, I think he'll be in Saturday. For sure. And uh, last season, tough year for the Frontenacs, finishing in 20th place in the RHL. Uh, what have your thoughts so far on how the season's going? And uh, do you think the Frontenacs have what it takes to uh, make it back in the playoffs this year? Well, I think, uh, you know, if I'm being honest, you know, I, I didn't call and pick them a playoff team at the start of the year. Uh, that, you know, anytime in junior hockey, things can change, of course. But uh, just with the way the team's going, uh, th this team is still building. It's a young team. Uh, they're trying to create uh, some structure. Um, you know, Coach Curtis Foster is going into his, I believe, second year here now. So uh, with what happened last year, um, I, you know, obviously things are going to be better this year. I don't suspect uh, if they miss the playoffs this year that that would be a huge disappointment as much as any team wants to make it because I believe that they're just trying to uh, trying to work towards over the next uh, two to three years, certainly taking advantage of Shane's time here, but also with uh, Francesco Arcuri and Maddox Callens and Brad, Braden Hayes and Vitaly Pinchuk. They have a great group of young talent coming in. So I suspect this year it will still be a, a tough one for them to make the playoffs. You know, it'd be nice to see them for sure. But uh, I certainly think you're going to see them be a, a regular contender here in the next uh, over the next two OHL seasons with that group I just spoke of. Absolutely, and uh, taking a little step away from the players here, you've mentioned head coach Curtis Foster a little bit. Uh, from what you've talked to him previous and what you've seen so far, uh, what do you think about the job he's been doing, and uh, what do you think he can do to help lead the front match to maybe an OHL championship down the road? Yeah, well, I mean, he's, uh, you know, in, in terms of coaching, uh, he's a younger coach. So he's, uh, I think he's got a different set of ideas. He's able to deal with younger players, I think, um, potentially better than, than some uh, some of the older coaches. coaches. Um, you know, he certainly, uh, the players play for him. I mean, if it's unfortunate with their record. And as you know, you know, sometimes players can get down, maybe lack of confidence and, and whatnot. But clearly the team plays hard for, for the coach. Um, you know, you would like to see some wins come so guys can get their confidence going and maybe have a little more fun while they're playing. But clearly they play for him. They like him. They respect him. So obviously that goes a long way. 
I think uh, with him obviously being a former NHL or defenseman, that's going to go a long way with, uh, with, with some of the young defensemen on the team. I know um, speaking with uh, Braden Hache last week, he, he was very, uh, very enthusiastic at the opportunity to be able to come this year and, and play under a guy like Curtis Foster so he could learn, you know, some of the ins and outs of playing a defensive position and uh, from some of the things that a guy would pick up on that other people wouldn't simply because he hockey for years, as Curtis did. So, yeah, I think he, I, you know, he's a good coach um, from what I'm seeing. Uh, you know, anytime, you know, coaches are being sort of uh, judged on, I guess it is wins and losses. So I, I'm sure right now from the outside looking in, it doesn't look good. But, you know, I think he's doing a good job with the players uh, and the players respect him. And, and really, that's all you can ask at this point in a progressive team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, sticking with the management here a little bit, uh, the general manager, Darren Keeley, he has quite the hockey resume in the OHL. Uh, he's been with the Frontenac for about 11 seasons now. He spent some time as the assistant coach, and he's also spent some time in Sudbury, Peterborough, and Barrie. Uh, from what you've seen so far, if anything, uh, what do you think he brings to the table there in Kingston to help some of the younger guys that are coming in or even some of the veterans with anything that they need? Well, I mean, just, I mean, uh, you know, only covering the team this year already that to their depth and whatnot. I think he, uh, he looks to me to be a type of general manager who's not going to rest on his laurels, uh, you know, whether the team's going well or not. I think he's always going to be adjusting. Uh, he brought in Lucas Parrick this year. You know, we've already spoken to some of the other transactions he's made. Um, and certainly over the next year or two, I think uh, with that young talent or that young core group that they have, um, you know, with Wisdom and, and Wong, some of their veteran players, you know, a couple of years that, that they'll be gone. We'll still have that other young core group that we spoke of. So I'm sure, you know, guys in any junior franchise, but I'm sure here in Kingston, he's, he's uh, continually evaluating right now because, uh, you know, as we spoke of earlier with, with next year, next couple of years being the years, I believe that they, uh, they're going to be a strong contender there's likely going to be moves between now and then, obviously. So, so I think he's, uh, you know, he's certainly um, not afraid to make moves. Uh, it wasn't a very popular move here in Kingston with the Billy Constantino trade, but uh, from what I understand, Billy asked for the trade and, and so the GM made it. And uh, you know, to that, you have to give respect to a general manager because uh, you know, he didn't have to make the move and, and uh, to do that, help the player. And uh, you know, maybe it didn't help him get quite the return he was going to get. So, so you know, he looks like he uh, looks like he understands how to how to deal with his players, and and um, you know, we'll see how the season goes here forward. But I have confidence in what he's doing, and and uh, certainly the coach does. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, here, finally, Marcus, before we let you go, for the fans who would like to check out your work, where can they find you on social media or uh, on the OHL network? Well, you can check me out at at Boot Hockey is at B-O-U-T-H-O-C-K-E-Y on Twitter. I give uh, updates on Frontenac's information there, as well as obviously the uh, the stories and game reviews. Uh, you can also obviously get the stories at ohlnetwork.ca. And uh, other than that, you can uh, sort of catch me on the podcast here because I look forward to doing more with you. Absolutely. Well, I'd like to thank Marcus Boudelier for coming on today's episode. Make sure to check out all of Marcus's work for the OHL Network. Thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Sam.